Hi, my name is Carcia. Welcome to It's All Connected by Her Castle Girls. Hi, my name is Telly, and we're the Her Castle Girls, founders of the Bright Mindset Project. We are your mindful mavens and soulful sisters. Bright Mindset Project is a community that promotes the living your best life lifestyle through mindset, spirituality, and wellness. We believe that when the mind, body, and soul are taken care of with intention, we live the best quality life. We have the power to amplify our mindset and spiritual practices, become more magnetic, follow our authentic callings, lead in our own energies to become that version of our higher level selves that we know we can be. Our principles are based in personal and mindset development, spiritual practices, unconscious mind modalities, and yeah, some life experiences too. Cool with a bit of woo. On today's podcast, we are talking about a very sticky situation, but one that does need to be talked about. Mm -hmm. And that is the parenting mistakes that can cause childhood trauma. So let's get into this chat that (laughs) everyone can relate to on some level. Girl, it's going to be a trigger warning. So (laughs) listening advice. (laughs) But it's all in love, right? It's not like we're out here... Everyone has some kind of you trauma, know what, and right? and everyone is capable of causing drama or and, and trauma upon other people. True. Um, the reason why, you know, and as you know, I have a very kind of special place in my heart for inner child work, right. And the idea of really focusing on what you went through as a child, because it really is a time you know, of discovery and modeling. So true. Right? That's very true. I remember when you were starting getting into the NLP thing and you were talking to me about like... And that's neuro-linguistic programming. Yeah, for those those that don't know. And I remember you talking about like the inner child and I was like, wait a minute, what's what's that? And when you explained it to me, it was like, once again, we always refer to the matrix, but I don't know what other way to honestly say how one feels after they hear something like what you told me right and i literally felt like the matrix like something just unlocked or plugged out i was like when you said you know from the ages of zero to seven that's when pretty much your whole identity is formed and based upon who's raising you or the environment you're in those are very important years and when you told me all this i was like what like yeah I mean, we're going to get into it, but, you know, the reason why you people please, the reason why you procrastinate all of these sort of behaviors, it comes from wanting to please the first people that were your models in your life. Right. And those people were your guardians, whether that be your biological parents, your aunts, your grandparents, your adoptive parents, Mm -hmm. whatever the situation, Mm -hmm. these are the people that you start to model after the age of seven years old. And a lot of your your growth and your development happens when you don't even realize you are growing and developing because you're only between zero and seven years old. Right, and it's funny too, because a lot of parents, they're not thinking about that because you think, oh, it's a kid, they're gonna grow and they're gonna forget about, yep, a girl. But that's, yeah. We're gonna get into it. 
we're gonna get into it. <laughs> so, so point number one. Yeah. It says constantly comparing their children with friends, cousins, neighbors, and with each other. That's dangerous. Yeah, and unfortunately, I think that parenting has changed a bit. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, I think that the parents we all had in the 80s and the 90s, mm -hmm. it's different than now. Mm -hmm. But back then, you know, I heard stories about kids being, you know, taken to and I use quotations here, right. um, fat camps, yeah. or being put in different programs because the parent thought, oh, in comparison to Jim's kids, yeah. you are not developing like them. So that means something must be wrong with, with you. you. So Ooh. I need to do something to make you excel. But what they're actually doing is projecting and saying, well, I'm not good enough, so what can I do to make myself good enough? Right. And I'm going to do it through my children. Right. And they think that they're helping, but all they're doing is damaging. Like what you tell me, it's like projecting. Like I'm, I'm assuming that these parents must have grown up the same way as well. Like I'm right. sure their parents and their yeah. parents and so on. They were all raised that way and they figured, well, how come Samantha's kids, yeah, are like really smart and my kid's kind of slow. I'm going to... You know something's wrong with them they must have some kind of thing something wrong with their brain or when really it's like actually maybe it's just the kid is scared or shy or it could be anything else but you're just putting this pressure on your kid that's just trying to be a kid and i think the worst is when you put like siblings against each other on that hurts. that's unfortunate that because they're in the same happens. house yeah like they're like side by side yeah and Ugh. You know, the thing is, to be honest Horrible. with you, this piece of comparison mm -hmm. isn't just from parents. It also yeah. comes from, well, now, social media. <gasps> it can come from teachers. It can come from even bosses at work. Ooh. It's a really true re-traumatizing re yeah. uh, situation that you learn and then because you learn it in your life, you constantly sit there and compare yourself mm -hmm. to others, making it harder for you to live in your truth and excel in your truth. So we have people that have problems with their bodies, people that have problems with, you know, how they look, right. how they perform, yeah. um, thinking, well, I'm not good enough. But it all starts from that very early age um, of zero and seven. Mm -hmm. it, it, like, I know people love to blame social media for a lot of the comparison problems, but it actually started well before social media oh, comes into absolutely. the child's life. Absolutely. It just helps something that was already there. That amplifies it, Yeah, right? it's just the cherry on top of the comparison ice cream. I don't like that ice cream. <laughs> no. No. Number two, ignoring their children's achievements, refusing to give them praise. That's cold. Well, you know what? That's cold. Again, this is, it, it is cold. Girl. But unfortunately, again, you know, this is one. And, and I've heard many, you know, um, leaders mm -hmm. in mindfulness and spirituality yeah. talk about this where you spend a lot of your energy on your kids' shortcomings right. or their negative things. Right. And you don't spend enough time giving into what they're doing well right giving into when they do good things and you know where your energy goes that's where you know that's where it's going to flow so that if you're putting part. your energy towards the child's 
shortcomings yeah. or negative things, guess what's going to happen? More negative things. I love that. Because, you know, we, we hear it all the time from... And it's funny, I'm sure that happens with every race, but I know with minorities it happens a lot where, you know, a kid will get like 98% on a test that they worked so hard for, but the parent will look at that paper and they'll say, oh, 98%. What about the other 2%? Right. And it's like, yeah, speechless. Why 85? Speechless. You didn't study hard enough. Yeah. And it's like, let's, let's celebrate. The kid got like an A or an A minus. Like, can't we celebrate that? Right. Oh, okay, fine. It's like they graduated, but they didn't graduate as valedictorian. Right, and that's a problem. That's a big problem. Yeah. Or if the child is really good at, say, playing guitar, right. or maybe they're good at soccer. Right. But then, you know, your parents are very academic, and they're just like, who cares about stupid soccer? Who yeah, cares about being to stupid math guitar? Yeah. Like, you only got, you know, 70 on your <laughs> math test. Horrible. Um, and again, that is stopping the young person from living in their truth. Yeah. They feel, well, I'm not good enough because I'm not good at math. Aww. And if I'm not good at math, I'm no good. And, you know, I know that yeah. parents are doing things in love. Now that I've grown and, you know, I'm at the age I'm at, I'm at now, I understand that it's always done in love, but they don't know they what don't it know. causes, right? Right. Yeah, that's why it's always good, you know, as a parent, that's why we were saying before with parents now, knowing that this is what the past was, the parents that are coming up now have a chance to change that and like, you know what, I'm not going to say and act like how my parents did. I'm going to find a way to not be negative when my kid gets 95% on a test. Because, sorry y'all, that's that's a win-win to me. Just saying. Yeah. Next point. Handing their own unachieved dreams onto their children. Ooh, expecting them to fulfill it. Oh. Yeah, and this is, like, it's funny with, we talk a lot uh, personally about innovation and how things change. And Mm -hmm. the one thing that hasn't changed really is parenting and what parents say to their kids. True. The stuff that parents were saying in the 1980s, I'm still hearing this sort of vocabulary now. Where parents, let's say your dad, let's go to soccer again. Mm -hmm. He played soccer. He got injured in high school, so he couldn't go and play pro. Right. But now he has a son or he has a daughter and he's like, well, they're going to go pro. They're going to go to the highest league, you know, in this this local area that they can get to. Even though the kid doesn't like soccer. They probably suck at soccer, too. Yeah. And then when they are not good at soccer, (laughs) the father says, you are a disappointment. You have no talent. And that brings on more trauma upon that. And the kid's like, well, I'm never going to try anything new because every time I try something new, I end up being a failure and I disappoint people. That's horrible. And it happens so often. Where parents, it could be, yeah, like a, a yeah. sport, acting, dancing, yeah. mm-hmm. where the parent, maybe they didn't get all the way, maybe they're, you know, just one foot away from being the next big thing and they didn't make it for them. And they're forcing their kid into something that the kid is just not interested in. Exactly. But like, don't get mad at your kid just because they don't want to do it. I mean, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think that, Come you know, now. I think, again, there needs to be that understanding piece that when you bring this sort of vocabulary into conversations with your kids, it actually 
helps them to create those limiting beliefs and those limiting decisions that stops them oh, I agree. from being their great self. I agree completely. Uh, the next point we have is spending very little time with their children or being distant with their love. Now that's rough. Yeah. As and a kid, for a kid? Well, not having that, you know, I'll, mother and father and that, I know. you know. I'll be honest though. Connection? This one is diff is it this one is a touchy one yeah. because here's the thing. Okay. You know, we grew up in a Caribbean home. Yes. Caribbean homes are not full of parents that sit there every day you know, petting your head and telling you, you that, you know, I love you You're so precious. and let's go have special life together Hug time, time. that, that didn't happen in my childhood. Didn't happen in mine either. Um, <laughs> that right. And we grew up in the same house. So, yeah. you know, and a lot it, of our Caribbean friends too, that, that have that same, none of them have. Right. That. It's a culture, <laughs> it's a culture thing, thing where we, you know, our parents just, you know, they're like, well, I got to work. Yeah. You know, I got to cook dinner. I got to be out of the house by 7 a.m. Yeah. When I come back, your homework better be done. Right. Here's some food. Eat it. Watch your favorite sitcom and then go, go to, to bed. bed. That you know? was it. It's funny, too, because, you know, you knew as a kid, you knew that they loved you. Like, they, we right. knew our parents loved us. I'm not saying that, you know, they were that distant. But at the same time, I guess other someone else was to look into how Caribbeans or maybe how other minorities raise their yeah. kids. They would probably say, "Oh, you're not hugging them. You're not touching them in a loving way. You're not what ha what not what not." When it's like, it's funny because everyone loves their kids and, differently, and everyone shows their love differently. That's yeah. why I wouldn't go hardcore and be like. You need to hug your child three times or a day. Or hang out with them every five seconds. Yeah, you That's need to be a helicopter, helicopter mom. Parenting. Yeah, to I show them that you love them. And I'm like, mm, everyone shows love in a different way. That part. And I think, too, that we can't put so much pressure on parents also yeah. to not be in their authentic way Agreed. as well, right? Yeah. I I, I think it's a stressful world for parents, to be honest. Oh, There's so definitely. many books on parenting and it's like, oh, if you're not doing it the way how Dr. So-and-so is doing yeah. it, oh, you haven't read that book? So much judgment is being thrown at parents. Right. Especially now, even worse now with social media because people are like filming. Right, they're filming it, it. On the internet. Right. For everyone to judge you. Right. That's horrible. Right, so... This one, I I say yes. You need to make sure that your child knows that sure you love know. them, and you got to make sure that your child feels like they know you, that uh, you spent yeah. enough time with them. Mm -hmm. But do that in your way. Yes, you know. You know, sometimes some parents like to spend their weekend because you know they're off work, their kids not at school. Okay, kiddo, let's go to I don't know Niagara Niagara Falls. Let's go to California. Let's go to Napa Valley. I don't know where you send your kids to Napa Valley, but anyway, take them. Either way. You're hanging out with your kid and that friendship, that fun, their, their kid will know that you love them. And then the, as soon as Monday rolls around, it's like, okay, we're back on the cycle. So I agree with you on that one where it's, just, it's about balance. You know, yep. Balance. Keeping the balance there. That's it. The next point, refusing to listen to their children's problems and give them emotional support. Mm. Yeah, see, this is one where you can show your child that you love them. Definitely. By listening to them when they're going through an emotional problem. Yeah. And being that supportive person that's like, I'm here. How can I help? How can I be of service to you right now in yeah. this moment? That's a great way to show love without being a helicopter. overly... <laughs> 
parental yeah, or whatever. Like strangling you know? your kid. But- right. This is a way when they need you, you show up. And I that's think that's it. the best way to parent. I agree. Mind you, I am not a parent. However, right. I've seen enough good parenting and I've seen enough bad parenting. Yes. And I know a lot of parents personally and closely. Yes. And I feel that this is what they do right. And that's it. When the you know, when the child says I need help, the parent is there in parent mode to be there and hold space for their kid. And that shows love. I mean, a yes. lot of people are always like, well, they don't say it. it. was like, well, I don't, honestly, I'd rather you show me the action of love than say it. Because anyone can say I love you. But the action is what really makes it a powerful move. So I agree with that too. You know, when your kid's going through an emotional breakdown, that's when you love them and be that listening ear. Don't overpower them. And listen to them when they talk too. Sometimes parents want to know, like, you know, they know it all. And yes, you're the older person. So yeah, I get it. You know it all. But listen to what they have to say. Yeah. Before you just say, ah, you know, listen. Yeah. Listen and, you know, for people that are for grown kids. Yeah. Like us who have, you know, you've already been through the trauma. Oh, girl, have um, you have already gone through it. <laughs> You can take a few different ways of your healing. You can do the inner child work that needs to be done. You can sit down with your parents if you feel comfortable to do so and talk with them about the experiences that you had as a child. Or you can find a way in your heart to forgive and create boundaries that protect you so that Mm-hmm. Where you are now, yeah, you don't keep on re-traumatizing yourself. Oh, that, you can, mm, that's, that's you can very heal, true. and you can, you know, repair what's been broken. Very true. I hope y'all are listening to this because that's so. Mm, I want to take, <laughs> yeah, I, I want to take a second to thank my Easy Therapy for this great Instagram post that mm-hmm. she had put on Instagram that inspired our conversation today. We hope you loved what we had to talk about we hope that you know there's an understanding there that no matter what sort of situation you are in Mm -hmm. there is healing that's it those there is a light at the end of the tunnel it's not all dark days and you know everyone and we've talked about this on our podcast with our with guests and just me and car one-on-one how everyone should really try to get in touch with that inner child because if you don't get that fixed or at least understand it it's gonna be a problem the older you get so we hope that this has inspired you to get a little more intrigued (laughs) to get in touch with your inner child and try to figure out the crings and the crannies and hopefully fix it up a little bit i mean and i know that every day i'm fixing my inner child and it used to be rough in the beginning but like now i'm used to it it's getting easier and it's really helping a lot Awareness, everyone. Say that word one more time, girl. Awareness, that's all it is. That's the word of the day. That's the word of the week. If you enjoyed our conversation, be sure to listen in next week. Follow us wherever you listen to podcasts. We are on YouTube and Instagram. Just search our handles, Hercastle Girls and Bright Mindset Project. Check out our website, brightmindsetproject.com to book free clarity calls and see what one-on-one group programs are available. Stay bright.